Nick, where are you? I am in Santiago de Chile in South America. That is uh, pretty far away. Have you checked how, how many kilometers that is? From It's about 7,000 kilometers away. Oh, no, is that no, 12,000 kilometers away from Germany. From Germany. 7,000 more than Mexico. So this is this is officially my long longest distant podcast. Uh, I'm sitting yes. in. I'm sitting. I'm. Uh, I'm Florian. <laughs> I'm sitting in the Raumzeitlabor in the uh, space time laboratory in in Mannheim, uh, where I found a picture of you on one of the walls, and uh, it looked very good. You had a Russian hat on, and two very nice looking fellows uh, um, standing beside you. Do you know which picture I mean? Yes, I do know which picture you mean. And I'm actually preparing to live toot it right now from our Mastodon account. Are you, are you, are you tooting the picture of the picture I took of the picture? No, sorry. I'm tooting the picture of the picture you took of the picture. That's happening right now. So this is, this is a premiere for us. We are live. Um, and the only reason why we are live is because we can. Um, this I, I've now in the last few weeks I figured out this Ultraschall uh, software and the Studio Link, and it just works. This is amazing uh, software, and we'll put a. So thanks to to Ralf. Sto I, I know that Ralf Stockmann is isn't the only one who works on this, but he uh, started this project, and uh, what became out of it is incredible, and. So we're trying this out just because we can, and uh, there's probably there's at least one person uh, listening to me, and then uh, uh, hearing the stream 15 seconds later. Um, but that is a good thing that he's listening to that because then I can now say, "Hello, cheetah, please bring me a beer." <laughs> and in about 15 seconds, he will say, "Yeah," and then he'll come uh, up here. Um, so, everybody, you're listening to Several Ways to Live. This used to be a podcast about Mexico and Mexican food and Mexican drinks and culture and smog and... Huh? Kellerbier. Eichbaum Kellerbier. Yeah. So, this works. And now, uh, whoever listened to the last episode... Uh, knows that this is not about Mexico anymore, but that's only because we're not in Mexico right now. Uh, we will record other episodes in Mexico in the future. We don't know when, but it'll come. And this is my beer. Thank you, Cheetah. See, this this is how podcasting should be. You just talk into a microphone and you get a beer. And hey, hey Cheetah, can you can can you bring me a Flora Power? <laughs> Wait, fifteen seconds. Right. No, I remember I'm 12,000 kilometers away, so I think it, it, it's going to it's going to be a little bit longer than that. It, than, than that. <laughs> Although I'm, I would actually be really, I, sh I would be incredibly impressed if a floor power manages to somehow magically show up here. All right. So um, last time we were depressed, and sometimes we're still depressed, but uh, today we can talk about. Uh, Uh, nice things again about how everything, uh, how nature is going to die, and uh, but but I want to talk about Nick. You are in Chile, and the reason why you're in Chile has to do with your with your heritage, 
uh, can we say it like that? Is that how it is? And uh, tell me, why are you you're, there? You're, you're German. I'll, I'll forgive you. Okay. What? Um, and um, tell me, why are you there? Well, I'm here for two main reasons. One, my mom wanted to see Chile. One, she was born here. Both of my parents were born here. I'm, uh, which technically makes me Chilean, I guess. And the other reason, well, so my mom was born here and she's getting on an age and she doesn't travel very well. And she wanted to make one last trip, uh, before she dies. And I need my Chilean passport. And the last time I tried to get that taken care of, um, at the Mexican uh, embassy or the Chilean embassy in Mexico City, they said, well, you were born in America. You have to go to America. So I went to the embassy or went to the consulate, the Chicago consulate, and they said, well, you got to go to Chile. So those two reasons combined together. Um, and so that's why I'm here getting this taken care of. And in, as a lead into the other topic, uh, The One of the reasons that I'm citing for not going to the camp this year is because I can only plant as many trees as it would take to cover the carbon contribution of this trip this year. Um, I have to be very, very careful about that. My intention was to sail to the camp. There's a wonderful project uh, of, I, I, I think, dovetailing off of what Shaw did last year with their safe harbor. Now sailing is definitely a tradition of all of the hacker camps. So I hope, hopefully moving forward, but I didn't manage to get that taken care of um, in time because I didn't find the right boat at the right price. And I'm not going to overpay for a boat. Um, I want to buy a used boat and fix it up, make it blue water ready. Uh, but that didn't happen. So there we are. All right. Before we go into into uh, planting trees and then later a bit about the camp, um, we've t on this on this show we've we've talked a lot about food, and I want to know. Uh, and actually, I'm I'm editing uh, uh, an episode with my friend Nicolas, uh, the Colombian friend in Mexico City, um, mm -hmm. um, because I now I know how the software works, and I found the episode, and I'm working on that right now. And he, we were talking a lot about food because, yeah, uh, on that too. So, and he he told uh, the story of what uh, people eat in in Colombia, and how it's different from Mexico. So, tell me, um, how's the food in Chile, and what's different? And um, yeah, what do you eat there? Well, the the food in Chile is is amazing. Uh, I, I think. Challenging any country's cuisine against Mexico is, is always going to be a very <laughs> difficult thing to do. Um, but first off, I, but before we get into this, I just want to say that on Mastodon, you, sir, got called out for buzz marketing that beer. Ah, uh, nobody mentioned me. Huh? Nobody mentioned no, me. No, no, it. We're, I no, I know, but but I'm just saying that that beer. We just have to officially state for the record that you calling out the specific brand of beer that you required from Cheetah within a 15 second delivery window was not, in fact, buzz marketing. Shouts out to Tree Later um, out there on Mastodon. Well, but Chilean food is. Go ahead. It's okay. Keep going. No, no, no. Uh, Chilean food is. 
uh, it, it's hard to describe. There are many unique dishes like pastel de choclo and things that never really escape the region. One of the things you have to realize about Chile is that it is an incredibly isolated country. One, it's an incredibly thin country that goes all the way from the Antarctic Circle all the way up to deserts in the trop in tropical regions. On one side of the country, all mountains. On the other side of the country, the Pacific Coast. So Chilean food is can carries from a wide variety of different uh, sources uh, climactically. There's a lot of seafood influences and then a lot of European influences that Chile, obviously Spanish is the predominant language, was settled, conquered by the Spanish. But there are a lot, there's a really heavy German influence in Chile, even heavier than Mexico. There's a lot of... Uh, I'd say that every predominant regional subculture of Germany is represented somewhere here. But the Chilean food in general is very heavy on the meats, very heavy on seafoods, um, very heavy on really good dairy products. And in Santiago, because Chile is, is one big city, Santiago, and then a lot of other smaller towns and things kind of a very similar to Mexico in fact uh, you'll see a lot of very there's no, you couldn't point to something like the taco in Mexico and say oh well that's uh, that's that's there's no big hallmark of Chilean food like that but there's a lot of very interesting mixtures that are very common in Chilean that are very delicious and that are that I'm looking forward to during my stay here, uh, just for it, take take one example, an ensalada chilena is onions and tomatoes in a balsamic vinegar based sauce. Mm -hmm. Very simple, mm -hmm. nothing to it. It's delicious. That they focus a lot on the freshness of the tomatoes, and that's we. The Chile is a huge exporter of all kinds of agricultural products. A lot of people obviously know Chile by their wonderful red wines. Oh yes, grapes come from Chile. A lot of grapes come from Chile. Uh, that's that. That's kind of a, a good overview. Uh, not sure where exactly you want to go from there. Well, um, one thing is, so in Mexico, um, the most important plant is corn, mice. Do you agree? That and beans. I'll allow it for now, but I want to see where you're going with okay, this. I, I, yeah. In uh, and in Colombia now I don't remember. There, there's corn, there's beans, but uh, far more than in Mexico, there's the potato that is in everything. And and I think Nicolas, you said one of the the main dishes in Colombia is uh, a sort of potato soup. Um, I don't remember the details. And how is and now I mean in Germany and for Was me was that a question to me? Not yet, not yet. Uh, and uh, for me, uh, coming from the north of Germany, the potato is the main, it's the main food, potato and bread. What is the main thing in Chile? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, hmm. I'd say one of the unique facets of Chilean cuisine is that there isn't 
a main um, dish. There are, just like you have tortillas are very, and like a very specific kind of tortilla. There's a very, even there's a very specific kinds of breads that you'll always find um, that things that are, when people sit down to enjoy pastries and bread just short of a full meal, you might say that the, that little, that selection of breads and pastries is the common Chilean, um, thing. But as far as, as far as that goes, there is no, there's no default it, aside from maybe pastel de choclo, but that even that's not, that that's not an everyday kind of thing. It's, uh, I'm not sure if I'm even answering your question properly. Um, not really, but that's okay. So, um, um, Chile is an, Chile is an odd country. Would it's, you? Would it's an odd. Go ahead. Would you recommend to Europeans like me uh, visiting uh, and touring Chile as a tourist? Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think that everybody should see Chile at least once in their lives. Just there is so much to do and see here. It's not a tourist paradise. I'm not. It's not France. You know, it, it's not something like that. But. If you wanted, there's an old Chilean expression that when God was finished with the world, he swept a little bit of everything he had left into Chile. And as far as, if you want to experience Latin American culture in, in a safe way, in a, I think there is probably no safer Spanish-speaking country in the world than Chile. If you love skiing, if you love water sports, if you love... Um, Lots of different regional kinds of cuisines. That's the thing is there's no there's no strong central guiding force to Chilean cuisine. There's a little bit of everything, and everything's going to be really good. But I do strongly recommend you visit. However, it is very far away from everywhere. That's the only disadvantage. How long is the flight from Frankfurt? Do you know that? Uh, I don't think there's a direct flight from Frankfurt because it's that's too long. I think most plate most uh, I'd have to double check the flight schedules, but you're gonna have to bounce through somewhere. Uh, the flight from Atlanta was about nine hours. That's a long way. Yeah. That is a long ways. Not quite as long as you know a flight from Los Angeles to Australia or something like that, but. Uh, they are pretty long flights down here. Speaking of flying, so you've mentioned now several times that because you fly to Chile, you have to plant trees. Mm -hmm. um, start with how many trees do you have to plant to to um, offset that one flight? Or the well, two flights? This is a complicated question because you have to look at it One, you have to look at the carbon sink of the species of trees. Some trees pull a lot more carbon out of the air than others. The second thing you have to look at is, are you talking about the, the carbon contribution of that one tree in the years that you plant it? Or are you talking about it in its average expected life? Or are you talking about uh, how much carbon those trees will pull out of the air throughout their entire expected life? 
so between those two metrics, I, I fall in the middle on that one. And so with that metric, I'm going to have to plant. And the other thing is you don't want to plant monospecies. You don't want to plant all maples, all pines, all birch trees. You want to make sure that there's a mix. And a lot of times, uh, one of the things that I do try to do is realize that I'm not, I'm going to be more making sure that existing seedlings in the wild make it to maturity as opposed to actually consciously planting trees in a plantation or something like that. Uh, so all that being said, if you want just a basic number for a flight like this, it's going to be around 60 trees <laughs> of average, uh, of average species in the Midwest for, um, for most of their lives. And that's quite a number of trees. You need a lot of land um, to do that. Yeah, you do. Uh, it, and that's the thing is there's not, there are opportunities for different, um, there in the United States, there's a lot of land. There's a lot of places that need trees. There's a lot of places that need land stewardship of trees. Uh, there are a lot of products where people will be selling carbon offsets and working on forests that aren't going to be harvested for agri or are going to be harvested after a long while. And then you have to think that the other thing is managing uh, things like a nature center. The nature center that I work at, uh, Blanford Nature Center, I mean, that I volunteer at. I'm, a, I'm just a volunteer there. I, I do the very, very simple tasks. I'm not taking jobs away from anybody. Um, things like fallen trees. We had two back-to-back -back very bad ice storms that ended up killing a lot of our trees. And so we have to clear the way for we have to clear out all of those trees that were felled there's a lot of chainsaw work involved with that uh get all of those out of the way responsibly manage the carbon sink um, of those fall trees and then do our best to try to make sure that we cultivate naturally all of the seedlings that are going to take their place the other big project we have is the highlands which was a golf course so while there are trees out there, they they tore down most of what, what used to be a pretty dense wooded area to build a golf course. And in that project, there, there are many different agencies and academics that are looking to see how does nature take back a golf course. And there is a master plan. There's things that we're going to be working on, like daylighting a stream. There was a stream that they buried in a concrete tube in order to build the golf course, and that's going to be returned back to nature as a wetland and various different things like that. And there are opportunities within there to go about planting trees. And I, I'm not limiting that to one place. I do. Uh, there are some other remote areas that I hike in that are not um, that where they are perfectly fine with you building, you know, a little bit of fencing so that the deer don't eat the, uh, wood seedlings as long as you come back in a couple of years and take that fencing down. So those are the sort of efforts that, that I'm working with and working on and trying to make sure that uh, I leave the planet better than I found it. Um, Lovely topic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't no, no, really no, give no, you no, much, no, 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 no. much chance no, to no, come no. back. No. Oh, 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 wait, wait for it. No. So Catherine and I, and for those who listen for the first time, Catherine's my wife. 
I'm just saying that because Nick makes me too. Um, so we, we talk about this a lot. Uh, we we are thinking about man, how can we not impact nature and the climate as much as we actually do. Um, and I still haven't found a solution uh, to everything. Uh, that's that's why I ask, ask you this question. It's not just academic. I, I need to find answers to some of our questions. Um, we do try uh, stuff. We, we try to minimize our plastic waste. We uh, do uh, eat very little meat and if we buy meat then uh, from the place where we know that at least the animals uh, were treated well which if you have the money for it there are those places so um uh, we don't have a car that makes us proud um but uh, and a few other things on the other hand and then uh, there are a few of those calculators, like calculate your uh, carbon footprint. And then when we do that, we're still above the average. And we we are we try to be very conscious about what we buy and um, how we live. But still, at best, we're average, at least from what those calculators tell us. And then there's also this Mexico thing. Um, I mean, we live there. Well, living there, that's one thing. But we do want to go back. We want to go visit Mexico again because uh, we have friends there and we love the country. And uh, <laughs> But flying there, so everybody, that's, that's, I think everybody has understood that, that flying is the worst thing, the worst thing you can do um, for climate change. Or at least if you like climate change, then it's the best thing. Um so that that then then uh, that uh, um, brings the question: What ca what else can we do to at least a little bit offset uh, what we do by flying, by taking long trips to wherever? Um, because not doing that, uh, yeah, it's, it's well, for Earth. We probably shouldn't fly to Mexico. But then nobody should fly. So I'm I'm a big proponent of of just putting a tax on all the flying and the the kerosene. But that's another topic. Um. So, but what can we do? And we don't have land. We don't have land. I don't have anywhere where I could plant trees or protect trees. What else is there that we can do to but, make but things better? You? Well, but but do you? Let me ask you that. Yeah. Have you. Are, where are the nature preserves where you live? Where are the open spaces? Where are the parks? Do they require volunteers? I mean, and I know Germany is, is a very different setup and structure. And I think the whole notion of volunteering is I can, on an ongoing basis in Germany is very different than it is in the U.S. Okay. There is, there, it is a good, good question. I have, I have the perfect person to ask that because a friend of mine, he's the drummer of my band. He is the like head ranger. That's actually how they call them rangers of the uh, national park in the northern uh, black forest. So the northern black forest, there's a national park, a uh, big area, and he's the head guy there. And I am going to ask him. 
um, if there's any volunteers working there. I mean, it's not something I could do there because it's too far away and I'd need a car to get there. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. Um, mm -hmm. Other than that, I'll ask my dad. I'll see my dad tomorrow because uh, he uh, lives more in the country. But then that's not really country. It's all vine. It's 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 all it's wine country, which means there's not a lot of forests or any wild nature either. Do you have a backyard? Do you have a plot where you can grow plants? We, of we any have kind? two balconies of about I don't know two square meters each, um, and we our our apartment is full of plants, so that's good. And the newest thing that Catherine, uh, it's going to be a birthday present by her colleagues. Apparently, uh, it's a, uh, so the literal translation is worm box, worm box. It's a, uh, how do you say, compost, compost? Yeah, um, compost. Compost, compost is a way that box for an apartment. Uh, and you mm -hmm. put your um, biological waste in there and there's worms in there and the worms yeah, just a compost make bin. a compost but for inside mm -hmm. the apartment that's going to be very very interesting um there's always there, there's always different things that you can do um and, and the the it's not a matter of oh i can't plant trees so therefore i can't do anything it's a matter of can i What are the what are my opportunities for being able to do these various different things, and 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 how can I make uh, how can I at least do something better? It's it, it's that like the standard advice: use less and and experiment with new ways of doing things. There's there's this thing that we're that I'm working on about the long disaster. Uh, that will be coming out soon. So, you know, now that we're, I think probably by the time that this recording actually hits the uh, podcast stream, something like it'll start maybe leaking out. I'm, I'm not even sure, but it, it's a matter of it, little tiny decisions, just as long as you're being aware, but it's like dieting. Let's just take dieting as a parallel example, as a, as an, as an analogy, you can starve yourself to death to lose weight. And then it's this Herculean battle where, you know, you starve and starve and starve and then you eat a little bit, gain more weight and you get on this yo-yo cycle and everything goes crazy. No, the best way to get fit in that sense is uh, diet and exercise. Don't go to any extremes in either direction, but do what you can to integrate both of those components same thing in that way do what you can to reduce your footprint bring a set of silverware with you so that you're not using plastic silver i know this is not really a thing in germany but it's a thing in the u.s uh don't get a ton of napkins when you go out to eat don't do, i know it's not really a thing in germany these are bad examples but <laughs> use less and make more conscious decisions about what you're going to do if you're going to go visit latin america take one big trip where you go through mexico peru Chile instead of three distinct trips where you go three different times to Chile, Mexico, Peru. As long as you're thinking about it and being conscious of it and doing what you can within the footprint of your lives, that I think that's perfectly fine. 
you know, you don't, don't look for opportunities to do better. Don't be discouraged because you can't do it all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that's uh, encouraging actually. Um, Because Catherine's thinking about these things all the time. Uh, The one thing that she she started that a few months ago, she brings her own uh, like nets. It's a net bag, so small, very light uh, bags where she puts Mm -hmm. um, uh, fruits and vegetables in before going to the uh, cashier that weighs it. And um, that is so that we just don't need any plastic bags anymore. and interestingly, at Rewe, uh, so one of the big uh, supermarket chains, they now sell those, and even not not just at Rewe, so even at the cheaper uh, supermarket, um, they now sell like nets that you can use for your vegetables. So it's starting and reuse to, hmm? and reuse. Yes, yes, and reuse. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. that's it. And actually, now now we have an update. Yes, uh, it's an eighteen-hour flight. Frankfurt to Santiago through Charles de Gaulle, Heathrow, or Amsterdam. Oh, that's crazy. We are planning, we we hope to go to Mexico over Christmas this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see about that. Did I mention I'm starting a new job in September? I'm very excited. Um. You, you mentioned that on the podcast you haven't finished editing yet or releasing so that I can get the show notes to it. But yes, you did mention that. You mentioned... And again, uh, sh- and again shout out to Trilator, who is winning the Mastodon War so far. Probably a close second with Cheetah, um, who, who just very uncreatively and inside of his own account just decided to tweet it out and didn't even bother mentioning several ways to live so oh yeah that's bad but you know that's bad yeah i know but maybe maybe both of us personally but not our podcast brand you've got to you're you've got to upgrade cheat a little bit from the guy that brings you the beer to the guy that properly knows how to represent the brand yeah but maybe he can make it up and i'm only saying this so that he jumps on mastodon 15 minutes from now and starts throwing out mad hate but maybe cheetah can make up for it by bringing me a new beer because i need it don't buzz market the beer no, no, it's it's the the only beer that's in the uh, fridge here. All right, um, because of supply issues or because I, I don't of, uh, no, I don't. I think I'm the only one. I'm I'm still trying to get my CrossFit box to put actual beer in the fridge because I love nothing more than a good beer after working out. But they are all, you know, these CrossFit people. They are all. They think I don't. They they are so strict with everything, with diet and alcohol. And, um, I don't think that's a good idea in general. And there's Cheetah, and Cheetah is not bringing me a, bringing me, the other one because probably I had all of those. And there's another one. Um, thank you, Cheetah. Didn't say anything, so I'm not gonna buzz market this because I don't like it that much, anyways. But it's um, nice German beer. And I'll complain about German beer some other time. You mentioned some sort of controversy about the camp. Uh, the camp being, I have never been to the camp. I know uh, it's uh, an event that's happening in August somewhere in East Germany. And it's in the open nature of Brandenburg. 
and I'm not going to be there. But uh, why people, aren't you going to be there? If you don't mind me asking, yeah, I don't think I have the time, and I I don't. Okay, I'm not. No, no. I, if my father would lend me his RV, are you a glamper? Is that what? what you're trying to tell me? Are you what? Sparkle Pony? A what? No, no, I'm not actually. No, no, I'm not. Um, do, you, do you actually know how? Do Do you know how to pitch a tent? Oh yes, I do. Okay, so yes. what do you need to borrow? I've lived from in my your... tent for months. In wait, my what? Life. Okay, all right. Yeah. That, that's another story. That's yeah. a, that's a story that we have to do a podcast about. But what's the? Uh, what do you need to borrow from your? Are there even tickets left? I think I waited long enough. So it's Ooh, sold this out, is, is it? the this is actually the no no this is actually the controversy. Hmm. Tell me. So the way that tickets are being distributed is through through various different or hackerspaces and organizations, like the Raumzeit Labor. Yes, basically they're being distributed through. There, there's no open public sale. To buy a ticket, you need a voucher. Mm-hmm. And even if you've worked as an angel uh, before at camp. Uh, there's no quote unquote angel voucher like there usually is for the Congress that the only way to get a voucher is to be a part of a group that has a distribute that has a certain set of vouchers distributed to them. And I, for, I mean, for all I know, the camp might be sold out. I don't think it is just yet, just because the vouchers haven't made their way out through everywhere. But the big criticism on Twitter right now is that, oh, well, this is make, keeping it an in-party and it's an exclusive thing and it's only for Germans. And um, Asta, pirate from Iceland, made the very good point that this is likely to preserve what is a mismatched gender ratio at the camp. Um, and I, I, and I, anytime something like this, anytime somebody criticizes the CCC events group, um, for for these tough calls and these are tough calls camp is even more limited i mean it's it's 10 times more limited than the congress by the number of people that they can have on the campground and keep it reasonably priced and keep it friendly you know i've i've gone to 500 person i've gone to 100 person camps 500 person camps 1000 person camps 2000 person camps and 70000 person camps they are entirely different events with entirely different infrastructure and and uh, infrastructure management, logistical, and many other requirements at every single one of those different levels. And I don't think the, the they want to grow the camp or tackle that growth because it's going to fundamentally change the event. The Congress has changed immensely since even just the last time that they did the uh, last time the Germans did the camp. So I'm, I'm very sensitive to their reasons for running the ticket system this way. Of course, I'm also sensitive to the other side of, and I think from the outside looking in, it's easy to see, Oh yeah. Okay, great. You're just throwing an in party and excluding everybody else from the inside and I'm not going I haven't requested I mean I haven't requested a voucher I've offered to help other groups get them and that offer still stands uh, the question is 
how do we carefully curate this so that it's not exclusive? Obviously, we can't let everybody who wants to go, or they, they, I'm not we, I don't have any stake in this. They can't let everybody who wants to go in. Um, that's just, and keep the event the way that they want to keep the event. But how do you re- recreate or bring in this right mixture of people to go to the camp to keep it a magical event? How do you make sure that you focus on participants, people who will bring something to the event? When you get to a certain size, and if you want to stay at a certain size, there, there's, there is a, a, a expectation that everybody who is there is there to contribute something to the event. There's no room for people to just show up, pitch a tent, and consume. They have to participate. They have to give something actively back. And they want to see new things. They want to see new I, – I, again, I haven't gone to all of the meetings. I've gone to any of the meetings and confirmed like, oh, this is our policy goal for accomplishing this. But just knowing the people who pour out and sacrifice very huge parts of their lives throughout the year to make these events happen and having known them for – over a decade at this point, uh, I know that they're always on the lookout to try to make events like this much more interesting and encourage projects and encourage new things and encourage new groups to come in and make every camp more magical than the last camp. So that, so that's the controversy and that's how I, how I'm seeing it. And granted, this blew up right as I was about to fly out to Chile. I think I was looking at some of these tweets while I was on the first leg of the flight down here. Uh, but I just wanted to bring that up and see if anybody has questions or issues about that, that they can toot at us. Okay. Not that we'd be able to answer them. I'm only giving general perspectives here, but I'm sure people who are tuning at us right now would have other perspectives. Is there anybody there at, at Roundside Labor that would have something to add to that perhaps? Maybe Cheetah, but Cheetah doesn't want to talk to you. Um, and this is now going to take 15 seconds until he hears me. Oh, wait, Cheetah doesn't want to talk to me? No. That, is it because we're that, actually the same person? No, yeah, well, that and uh, now it's not It's not because of you. He talks to himself all the time, so that's fine. Um, um, but he's shy, you know. Cheetah? Cheetah shy? I should do it. I should. Why aren't there mastodon poles yet? Are there mastodon poles yet? Yes, there are. Okay, I knew it. I just yeah. why don't I, I need to? Okay, do, do you want to wait for reactions about that and then? So, I don't think I'm going to get reactions no, because no, the, no, the no. funny thing is, everybody who I know is listening does not want to comment on this. They do not <laughs> want to go on record one way or the other. Yeah. Okay, understood. Uh, yeah, see, I don't have anything to add to the camp. Seriously, uh, that's not true. That's not true. Just the podcasting. Just just doing podcasting. Oh yeah, that be that'd be, that'd be interesting. That'd be very interesting indeed. Yeah, I, I could do that. Yeah, sure. And I checked my calendar. I do. I do have one week of vacation left, um, so that could work out. All right. Um, we've talked about everything we wanted to talk about. How's your mom? Is she still still sleeping? Yes, yes, she is. I think I don't know. I have to turn around. Yes, still is. Good. 
So what what's your plan? How long are you going to stay in Chile for? And uh, I, I will can be you here really for 10 enjoy days. It? 10 days. 10 days. Yep. 10 days will be very uh, going to Teno. There's a guy actually part of my earthquake brigade in Mexico. He's in Viña. I should go visit him there. There's a couple other people um, that I wanted to look up that I haven't because I just my mind was not here. My mind was elsewhere. My mind has been elsewhere for a while but uh we'll we'll see what happens we'll um you know there, we don't have to make this a one-time thing we could whenever you're ready maybe even live broadcast that's the thing that's what we do we we won't release an episode for six months and then we'll just release three live stream episodes all in the space of three days because <laughs> yeah. that's just that's how depression works right yeah Oh, uh, um, I want to. I wanted to do to add two more things to the last episode. Uh, one was I felt it yesterday. So I talked about, and then we're gonna wrap up. Uh, but but uh, because it fits what we've been talking about. Um, so I during the bad time and even last year, I I felt a lot of pressure to i mean i had to go to work and i have to perform at work because that's what you do and also work without really performing is no fun so and uh, i i'm i'm happier when you can do good work so and but in order to do that i had to uh, adhere to a very strict schedule meaning uh, preparing my next day going to bed uh, at the same time every day getting enough sleep and that was what got very very hard especially in the beginning of this year and uh, a solution to that was working less working one day less now with this four-day work week it's somehow now possible to actually stay up later at night <laughs> and because i know i have it feels like two more mornings that i can sleep in And um, yesterday night was actually the first time in a few weeks where I I knew that okay I'm tired and that's why I couldn't do a good work uh, do couldn't do good work and I didn't want to talk to people and but I know what they happened because I now because I have this the the Friday off I did not keep to my schedule. And even though I work only four days a week, I felt it now, which reminded me that I still have to keep at, uh, to my schedule of going to bed, uh, being in bed at uh, half past nine to get up at uh, around uh, six. Um, so that was a good reminder and I have to do that um, because otherwise uh, it doesn't make sense, you know. So that uh, was one reminder. And... The other thing was, ah, I'm gonna do, talk about that some other time. Um, but just that, just as an update. But I'm doing good. I'm here with friends, and I'm talking to my friend in Chile, and that is uh, very, very nice. It it is nice. It's one. It's always wonderful to talk to you. Uh, and we really have to get Cheetah on the air because even though cheetah is shy i can't wait 
I have never, I have never caught Cheetah in an English mistake. What is? Why does Cheetah think that his English is bad? He has submitted a poll. We have retweeted it. I have retweeted it personally. Uh, but we, uh, but yeah, let's let's try to get Cheetah. I will, I will try to, I will figure out a way to put a poll on Mastodon, and we will get everybody to vote. That says Cheetah needs to be on our next live stream episode, whenever that is, and we will give you more advanced warning now that we know that it works. You know what we should try to do? We should try to live stream an episode from the plane. Yeah, that was my first thought when you told me that you were on the plane. Yeah. Because that's That'll possible. Be um, uh, Tim Pridloff, he It's possible, wrote, but it's a gray area. They don't like you doing that. <laughs> no, but uh, Tim Pridloff still, still likes to tell the story of, I don't know how long ago it's been, like 15 years where he actually, he did a live podcast with, I don't know with whom and who of them uh, were, was on the plane, but uh, a long, long time ago, they could do it already. Uh, it was probably much uh, harder to do than it is now, but yeah, it is possible, and uh, Studio Link uh, helps a lot with that too. Um, this this really should work. I I mean I wouldn't do it on a plane because I'd be talking and people would sit around me, so that would be awkward. Um, but maybe you will do it. Hey, yeah, perhaps. Okay, I'll I'll do anything. <laughs> so we will communicate the next time that we're live streaming to yeah. everybody and give try to give advanced notice and warning. And I have to figure out what the schedule is here. Because I'm not setting that. But uh, yeah, I think we can definitely do this. All right. Well, Nick, say hello to your mom, our favorite, still favorite, well, most popular get, podcast guest. We've got to yeah. get her back on the podcast. Yes, we do. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to do that. I only have one set of headphones, but we'll find a way. <laughs> All right. Um, Nick, take care and talk to you very soon. Yep, you too. Have fun. Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in. We'll talk to you some other time this week. All right. Bye.